Let's Face Reality with Bravo. I'm here today to recap this week's Vanderpump Rules episode, and it was actually a pretty good episode. We already expected that this season wasn't going to be this crazy drama, new stuff in the tabloids coming out type of season. It was kind of just putting the pieces back from the affair that happened last year. So before we get into it, there's some stuff I want to talk about. Let's see. Uh, It's just like random things. The first one for, do I say news of the week? I don't know. I want to, I want something, a new name for it. But let's just say a new thing that came out, as we all know, Larsa Pippen and Marcus broke up, which is kind of surprising. Is it coincidental that it came out? A week before the episode that's supposed to air of Miami where the news breaks out that Michael Jordan did not approve of his son dating Larsa and that he's not okay with it? Or did something actually happen? And why would Larsa post it on the day of the Super Bowl? She really wanted us to talk about her. I don't know. It's To me, I feel like he left her. We don't know. It kind of sucks that the reunion had to be filmed before this whole thing happened, but I guess... Larsa has a new storyline for next season, so I guess she got lucky on that aspect. But another thing, so I've actually been back to watching The Bachelor. And and obviously, if you want to skip all this, I'll have it in the show notes where you can skip up to Vanderpump Rules. But this is a great season of The Bachelor. I haven't watched since, I, I don't know if it was Hannah Brown who's who was the last season I watched, or Peter Weber, because after that, it was so bad. I tried to watch Claire's, and that's when I realized something changed in the franchise. Even Bachelor in Paradise is so bad. But I just really want to say the season's very good. It feels like I'm watching Sean Lowe's season kind of in a way. The girls part of it, not the actual guy. Um, I just thought it was funny how they would bring on a deaf girl and her one-on-one date would be riding a helicopter where she already barely hears. And on top of that, she's in something where it kind of defeats the purpose of her hearing aid in the first place. And she can't really... And sit down and get to know Joey. If she's, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny. I really am enjoying it. So I'm excited when I finish this recap to sit down and watch the two episodes that aired this week and to see the two on one date. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I would recap The Bachelor, but you know, I'm a Bravo girly. So that's what my focus is. But okay, I'm so sorry. Done talking about all that. Sandoval related though, a few months ago when I was going through Reddit, I think that this is while Ariana was on Dancing with the Stars and people who were visiting, I don't know if it was Schwartz and Sandy's or Tom Tom, they were talking about how Tom Sandoval would be giving them free drinks. And when he would give them free drinks, some of the girls would come out on TikTok or write on Reddit and say that Tom would li- would specifically tell them to not vote for Ariana during Dancing with the Stars. So they didn't know if that it was just that he was drunk and he was joking around and didn't really mean it. But I mean, if multiple people on Reddit wrote that he said that to them it kind of feels like it's not a joke at that point and he didn't want Ariana to go far in Dancing with the Stars so it just kind of shows that he's not really proud of everything she's doing as he makes it seem I don't know but let's get into the episode so we uh, left off at Tom's party and we see Sandoval take Schwartz. He goes to lock his door. He must have been worried that James would come back or something and cause a scene or go off on him or make him look stupid. I don't know. But it was clear he locked the door because of James. So he takes Schwartz away to this, I guess, quieter area of his house away from the noise, and he starts complaining to Schwartz that James just wanted him to apologize for committing the ultimate betrayal. 
To which Schwartz straight up looks at Sandoval and he says, you should have said yes, man. I mean, he was really hoping his friend in that moment did some damage control, but come to find out he did the opposite and he just tanks Schwartz hopes of his friend group being salvageable at this point. So Sandoval gives him this dirty look like, dude, side with me right now. And Sandoval tells Schwartz that he brought up to James that he's being a hypocrite because of what he did 10 years ago, which was sleeping with Kristen while they were friends. And this is when Schwartz just face palms. He's in this state of disarray and complete annoyance. And Sandoval just goes, no, dude, like, listen, bro, listen to me for a second. James literally did the exact same thing to me, only way worse. And this is when we, this is when we even get like, bro, I can't, I can't even like finish a sentence because at that point, Sandoval's dog is even giving him the nastiest look like, wow, I'm stuck with you right now because Ariana couldn't even be here. And here you are lying again. I can't stand this. His dog hates him. Okay. It's, it's just, oh, I don't know. This whole thing really bothered me. So Schwartz just kind of wishes that Sandoval had a productive conversation with James and that you know, he just warns him that this won't be the last time someone comes at him until he shows some sort of compassion, takes ownership, and stops being defensive, which that's never going to happen. So I don't know what Schwartz is hoping for. I mean, Schwartz needs to realize being friends with Sandoval is going to continue damaging his appearance, going to ruin his reputation, going to make less people come to the restaurants. not really going to be working out in their favor. But we get to emo night and James and Allie make it and he just goes straight to explaining to the girls what happened when he went to Sandoval's house. But Ariana does correct him that he was at her house, not the other way around. But we kind of see him going ham because he just seems really riled up still. He's not over it. He's just processing everything that Sandoval had told him and it's really getting to him. And he tells him how... Tom just tried to place blame on James by bringing up the past again. And we see the video of James posting on his Instagram, telling the fans to throw tomatoes at Tom or tomatoes. So it clearly annoyed Sheena to see that Tom chose to reach out to James instead of her when they've both been harsh to him, except James is the one who was telling people to, you know, go crazy on him at his concerts or his events or whatever, his karaoke nights, whatever those things are called. So all the girls just roll their eyes when James is explaining what Tom had said. And Ariana throws a dig at Tom by saying he's only around yes people right now and the people that he pays. So while she's saying all this, we do see Sandoval back at the house. He's going around to every single person at his party. He's trying to explain himself away. He's trying to talk about what James did to him 10 years ago and how that was that's not what a friend does. And, and all his friends are just, you know, doing what he wants. They're giving him the reassurance they're showing him that you're right you should be explaining this James was in the wrong I mean okay so how do I say this move on same way you're telling everyone in this cast to move on from what you did with Rachel why aren't you like why are you still talking about what James did to you when he was a stupid 21 year old boy thirsty for tv he was already isolated from the group for like six seasons. So didn't he already get his punishment or does that not count in Sandoval's books? Because this is the only season Sandoval's been isolated. James went through multiple seasons of not being invited to cast trips, not being in anything, filming scenes alone or just with Lisa. So it's kind of your turn. 
But the girls start to get ready for their set for DJ night. And Ariana does admit that they kind of just press the play button and sing along and perform at that point. To which James says that he would be caught dead before he presses play on a pre-recorded set. Which I kind of, I, I really was glad to hear that. Knowing that his performances are legit when people go to his sets. And honestly, I've only heard good things about his sets anyways. So nothing really negative on that end. But Lala thought that Nickelback is equivalent to what emo music is. Girl, do you not understand what emo music is? She's the one who tried to be a singer. She should be understanding every single type of genre. But Sheena goes in. She's now singing her good as gold in screamo mode, which is honestly much better than the original, in my opinion. She wanted to go more the Gwen Stefani Fergie route. Um, okay, Sheena. Keep dreaming big, girl. I mean, hey, it's getting you on your 11th season of v- VPR. You have a big following on your podcast and your YouTube channel. So, I mean, you're getting somewhere. Just singing, isn't it? But we see Schwartz. He comes once the set is completely finished. So I don't even know why he bothered showing up. But we go back to Lame's, uh, Tom's lame party. And they're singing him happy birthday. Tom expresses in his confessional how grateful he is that everyone stuck around for him. And how all his friends got hate just for being his friend. And his crocodile tears come out. And I can't explain it. I know he gets annoyed at people thinking all of his tears are not genuine. But I just don't see true emotion coming out of him when he cries. But then he continues and he lies about talking to Raquel that she won't reach out to him, which is breaking his heart, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't believe this. I don't believe it now. I didn't believe it back then. It's He, he just knows this is the only way that's going to maybe garner him some sort of sympathy. I don't know. I mean, so far it's not working because we're not buying it. But sorry, guys, I'm reaching out for my water so much today. My throat has been killing me. I can tell in the next day or two I'm about to be sick. And it's just really drying up my mouth. So it's making it hard for me to speak. So sorry if I'm a little slow today or maybe I skip through some things. But now we get to Ariana's house where Katie comes over. Seems like they're getting some IV bags because they're dehydrated and very hungover from the day before from maybe emo night. Uh, nothing really happens here other than we do see Katie asking Anne if she's paid extra to clean this house. She cleaned this entire house, guys, after that party. And she just said she wishes. This poor woman, she's underpaid. I bet Tom barely I feel like he treats her like a maid, honestly, more than an assistant. So they get their IV bags. uh, They get it hooked up onto them. And Katie just brings up having a bit of a hesitation with Sheena because she does easily feel bad for people. So it makes her forgive people easily or invite them to things when when she shouldn't have. So it makes her forgive people. It makes her... I just said that. What am I doing? So basically, Katie is just hoping that now Sheena's... Since Sheena's lights are on, in her words, that Sheena will be a better friend and will be more aware of things such as who to have around, who you should value as a friend, and who you should maybe not tell things to. But we go to Lisa at Pump because obviously it's closed now and she's just reminiscing. You know, she continues with her lie, complaining that, oh, if the rent wasn't increased, they would have kept this place and she's going to forever miss it. And I mean, she's really throwing her landlord under the bus here for a storyline. If I was her landlord, I would be throwing a lawsuit on her or something, or I would be charging her for the bills that she missed on the property. But clearly Tom comes to trying to garner some sympathy. He knows that Lisa will easily be guilted by what it is he has to say to her. 
So he talks about Ariana, but he doesn't really talk to anyone. He says he doesn't even talk to Ariana. He just sees her. But Lisa thinks that it'll be a gentleman thing for him to do to just move out and sell it. And he goes on again about how much work and money he's put into it. And he really, really wants to keep it. And he just starts going off saying he's trying to figure it out. And it's been a lot for him with his friend dying and his castmates making podcasts about him and making money off of, you know, the the situation he's going through. So, you know, then the narcissist in him comes out and he tries to bring sympathy, sympathy towards him. And Rachel, by basically saying that, you know, he's like Rachel's hero. He's so offended by what Nima said about Rachel begging him to sleep with him, basically. And and what really gets him is that Nima exposed Tom telling him that he was, te- well, Tom, Tom telling Rachel that he was in an open relationship with Ariana. So I feel like that's what's actually pissing Tom off. He's acting like what's really annoying him is Tima make, T- Nima making it seem like Rachel wanted to sleep with him when in fact... It's Nima calling him out for his lies that Tom was going around telling people him and Ariana were open when they were not. And Nima is, for anyone who never watched, Shaws of Sunset. He was on, what, the last two seasons of it? I know a lot of people didn't like him, but personally, I did. He was a fan of mine. I love my Persian people. So, uh, let's see. Um, Yeah, he was just really, Tom was annoying me here. But... You know, he lies again that he was on the phone for hours with her while she sobbed about it, you know, after Raquel knew about the podcast and she heard what Nima said about her. You know, apparently Tom was there for her and he was just a a shoulder to cry on, basically. She can't watch the podcast when she's in the facility. And I got this from the after show, what Sheena said, because, you know, Sheena explained it perfectly. Sheena said, when you're a mental health facility... They are not going to let you get on social media or watch a podcast that's about you or see what other people are saying about you because they don't want your mental health to deteriorate. They are here to help you, to make you feel better, to fix up, fix what's going on, not to make you relive the past. So there was no way for Rachel to know what was being said about her or what Nima said about her or what Sheena was saying about her. So Tom was lying. He was caught in a lie. He was not, he didn't talk to her about it. She didn't know until she left the mental facility. Okay. So then Tom just starts yelling at Lisa that he wants to move on. And he then tells Lisa that she keeps attacking him. And he says that he felt he was at his end and that he was close to suicide. And this is what got Lisa to how do you, like feel bad for him because she related it to her brother. And Tom explains that he was hanging by a thread. And I mean, this I understand. I just wish that the attacks online were not as bad to him. He didn't deserve it. Everyone... Not everyone cheats, but so many horrible people do so many bad things and cheat. It's just his life is on TV. And I get it. You know what? He's a horrible person. I'm not siding with him. He deserves all the hate from his castmates, from all of us, whatever. Just don't send him death threats. Don't make him think that he doesn't deserve to live or anything like that. Tell him his shoes are ugly. Tell him he's short. Tell him he's never going to get another girlfriend. Tell him stuff like that. Just don't. Don't go after someone in a way that's going to make them want to kill themselves. You know, these are human beings. Okay. We can hate the man. We can side with Ariana and be on her side, but we could just leave him alone and not message him anything. Let's just leave him alone. Let's not give him any attention because bad attention is still attention. Unfollow him. Don't message him. Don't go to his concerts. Don't go to Schwartz and Sandy's. That's it. But let's not, you know, make him reach the verge of suicide. I don't want anyone. I don't want to see anyone do that. Whether you're a good person or a bad person. Okay? I just thought that 
would be clear. But, you know, Lisa tries to make us feel bad here. She starts getting all teary-eyed about Tom saying he felt suicidal at some point. And Lisa just ends the convo with Sandoval by telling him, the only way you can repair your friendships is with utter sensitivity and contrition. Do you understand that? Just say yes, then you understand without fighting me. Of course, I already know where this is going. She's going to end up being so sympathetic to him, side with him, blah, 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 whatever. So now we get Lala and Ariana. They're at this plant home base trinket shop or whatever it is. Uh, I mean, these it's going to be a bunch of small scenes right, right here. So they just joke around. They make some dirty jokes. And they pan to the lady who works at the place. And she just kind of gives them a dirty look. Or I don't know if it was intentional or not. But they just talk about James being sober. And Ariana says that it's not her place to tell James anything about it. And Lala just goes, I'm glad you said that because it isn't your place to say it. But nor is it am I. He needs to want to go to AA. I can't tell him to come with me. You know, when someone is ready to be sober, they have to do it themselves. And it's to just, you know, better themselves. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Let's move on. We now see Sheena and Katie meet up. We find Katie's getting to know one of the guys from the band at emo night. He was very cute, so I'm so happy for her. I really hope maybe they're still talking or something or maybe still friends. Um, They just kind of reassure each other that they're fine now and they're moving on. And Sheena just wants to prove that she's a loyal friend. But Sheena does explain that she regrets inviting Schwartz because after he came to the set and she realized he was late and he started making excuses for Sandoval and saying he was there, she regrets even having him over and... You know, she just doesn't want to make any of the girls uncomfortable as well. But Katie does tell Sheena that she needs to also do this for herself, not just for other people. And that history doesn't mean you should be friends with someone. You know, they move on. And let's get to Vanderpump Dogs. So Schwartz comes to groom his dogs, but also, you know, to sit down and have a chat with Lisa. And Schwartz just talks about his brother, Bert, who... You know, has now been he's been sent back to rehab after being rushed to the hospital because he had drank too much and he does have uh, psoriasis. So, you know, Schwartz just explains that his brother was this ray of sunshine. And ever since he got jumped at a bar, he started to drink his life away. And, uh, you know, it's just really sad. You know, their families always struggled financially. They haven't done well. I, seems like they had a really bad upbringing. Their dad must have been verb. Um, physically abusive to their mom because what isn't that why his dad wasn't at the wedding their mom had a restraining order against their dad or something right but you know I feel like maybe his brother getting jumped led him to drinking because it made him feel weak it made him feel less less of a man you know I wish the best for him but Schwartz says that this makes him rethink drinking in moderation I mean, we'll see about that But now they talk about Sandoval and how they're still reeling from the affair. And Lisa says what triggered her when she was speaking to Sandoval was he told her he had some dark thoughts and it led him to suicidal thoughts. So Schwartz confirms that he also didn't know this until he started hearing it from their other friends. And they both just want to be there for Sandoval because they're worried with how far the hate has gone, I guess. So now Lisa tries to get everyone to go to Lake Tahoe. She wants Schwartz to invite everyone because she has a restaurant opening there, but I'm kind of surprised she's getting Schwartz to do it. You'd think she'd want Ariana to because Ariana has most of the cast on her side. Schwartz would get less people to go. So I don't really know how that would work. I would have chosen Ariana to try to gather people there. And I feel like it would get more more of a crowd at that restaurant if Ariana was the one to go rather than Schwartz and Tom. 
But now we're at the See You Next Tuesday event and everyone comes, including Schwartz. Even when he wasn't invited, he's popping in. He thinks that, you know what, he needs to integrate himself back into the group somehow. So even if it's going to be awkward in the beginning, he needs to do it without also isolating himself. So we see Lala kind of, she's the one who obviously makes him feel awkward. She doesn't really make him feel as welcome. But, you know, for Schwartz, he would rather be you know, he'd rather feel some sort of disdain by others and make them and have them throw jabs at him, which makes him feel more welcome than have a feeling of indifference towards him. But apparently Schwartz is sober curious now and he gives Lala this gift, which is some matcha thing. I don't know for sober people, but Lala tells us that she's heard it all. Sober curious, California sober, whatever it is, it never works. You either, you either have to go full sober or you don't do it. I mean, what is up with Bravo people being so sober lately? Don't get me wrong. I love it. I think it's the best thing for everyone. But why is everyone doing it at the same time? Is this an excuse for everyone being on Ozempic? So saying that alcohol is what's been making them gain weight or what? What is it? I really want to know. I really want to know, actually. But when Ariana and Katie arrive, they do avoid Schwartz, avoid him as usual. And everyone's just kind of going wild for James. I love to see it. And you can tell Sir is very crowded because people started realizing when where the filming areas were going to be. So Schwartz goes up to James. He invites him to Tahoe and he does confirm he's inviting everyone, meaning Sandoval as well. But James, you know, he's a trooper. He's going to be coming because he knows you cannot make a good show if you isolate a cast member, especially a cast member who was part of a very big scandal that brought him a lot of ratings. He was like, okay, as much as I hate Sandoval, we need him for the TV show. So we see Sandoval arrive with Kyle Chan. It's kind of weird. We do hear some cheerings in the back. It's awkward. I mean, they even have their own table in the corner away from everyone. We see people pull out their phone cameras. And I've, I even noticed behind Sandoval, you see bodyguards around, a bodyguard standing. And you could tell he's there because I'm guessing producers are worried that people are going to try to attack Sandoval, throw things at him, do whatever it is to try to cause a scene in front of the camera. So, I mean, I'm surprised this surprised this entire night Tom stayed at that table and didn't even try to talk to everyone apologize or maybe mend fences or get back in the group maybe next week we'll see it I don't know but Ariana does confirm that she will not have Tom in her circle so you know Tom feels like being at sir someone will accidentally spill a drink on him but on purpose I mean yeah that's exactly why I think there's a bodyguard there so that nobody hurts him or gets near him so now we have this sir server who comes to kind of give us a peep as to what Tom's friends who stuck beside him are going through. His name is Jesse, and he even acts all victimized that he, he had to unfollow Tom for what he did. And But like, okay, you're still friends with him, right? I mean, if you don't want to be attached to it, then, then don't be friends with Tom. Tom cries again, boo-hoo, you know, should have thought about all the people that you you would have hurt and ruined their careers before making those mistakes. And those people should have cut you off instead of staying your friends and still playing victim to what you've done. But Sandoval invites everyone, not Sandoval, Schwartz invites everyone to Lake Tahoe. He sits back at the table. And this is when Ariana and Lala just give each other a look like, did he really have the balls to say this to us at the table, knowing that none of us will listen? So Ariana tells him that she doesn't want to be anywhere near him or her ex. And Schwartz makes a comment that he thought because they live together, it wouldn't be an issue. Um, excuse me, sir. It's known by everyone that they don't talk. 
They have a mediator who lets them know when it's safe to walk around their own home. And someone communicates for them so that they don't have to text each other. Lala even questions Schwartz here why he's even still standing by Schwartz's side after what he did to their business and how he treated him when he went MIA. So she tells him that at the end of the at the end of the day, there will be a day when he sees that he should have gotten rid of Sandoval. But you know, Schwartz continues to defend him. And this is when we get Ariana telling Schwartz, listen, I gave up on you a long time ago and my life is better for it. So good luck. Everything anyone says to you about the shit is going to fall on deaf ears. You're a lost cause. Oh, and Schwartz, uh, Schwartz ruins it here by saying, okay, don't speak on behalf of the whole group. You're not the queen of the group. Your ego's getting a little, come on. And Ariana says in her confessional so perfectly, Schwartz is clearly confusing strength and boundaries with ego. Yes, ma'am, he is. Men always do this. When a woman, when women don't want you to cross a line with them, don't want to be disrespected, they place boundaries. Men sometimes, not all, like to retaliate. They become bitter. They're rude. They say something out of left field because they can't stand it and they can't stand someone putting them in their place. So Schwartz goes on to tell everyone that he misses the old group dynamic. But I mean, your friend ruined that. So place the blame on your friend. Cut your friend off for ruining what you guys all had. Nothing is said after, but I mean, we do get Sheena and Tom meeting in the back. It seemed very clear that Sheena lied about going to the bathroom because she needed to go have a scene with Tom. I don't know why she couldn't be honest about it. I... I mean, she even acts all surprised when she when she walks past him and Sandoval's like, Gina, hey, you want to talk? And she stands there like, why are you talking to me? Girl, you wanted him to talk to you, okay? So they go to the alleyway to talk. Um, clearly, she doesn't want to talk because she sees that there's a bunch of fans and audience around that she doesn't want people to take pictures of them, post on Reddit and social media. She, Look, Sheena and Tom spotted. And then people go after her. She's trying to play this as safe as she can. So he goes and he gets her a vodka soda because he's trying to make her garner sympathy for him. Like, oh, my friend remembers my drink order. Fake. Don't believe it. But she shuts it down that she's sober. And then he kind of gets, you know, he says that he had a feeling she wasn't drinking. He still got her a drink. So they're sitting there. They're just staring at each other. Another narcissist move move where he tries to compliment Sheena for her fit. He laughs. He cracks jokes. He tries to make Y2K references. And then he brings up Ali to, oh, not Ali, Ali, you know, passing to try to make her feel bad, maybe hoping that the convo will go smoother or maybe they'll just talk in a positive light and not rehash anything. But they kind of go back and forth and, you know, not here, but Sheena just gets right to it. She says she didn't appreciate getting blocked by him when she tried to reach out to him about Ollie's passing. They go back and forth. He explains that he can't do anything about the past, but Sheena tells him that he needs to stop doubling down. He needs to be more remorseful and actually show it, not just say it. But he lies and says that he would love to talk to Ariana because she's the only person who's been proactively, who hasn't proactively Vindic been vindictive to what he did to her on social media when she's also I mean she has every right to but she's just a good person Tom have you ever thought of that maybe she doesn't she she's not the type that like you said she doesn't get a 
she doesn't feel good when she gets it. She doesn't get anything out of it from making you feel bad or making people attack you. But, you know, okay, so, Tom, if she didn't do any of that, then why are you going on the Nick Vial podcast? Why'd you make your own podcast? Why are you going on calling TMZ every second, trying to make her look bad and saying that she doesn't pay rent, she belittles you, she never appreciates your work, she never sleeps with you, she never wants to party with you, she doesn't do small things. Like, I could go on. You're the one who does it. (laughs) So stop it. But Sheena tells him to start to like to start leaving Raquel's name out of his music and all the stuff he's doing, you know, in his concerts and basically that he's the definition of a narcissist. And she says that he's never going to admit it. But then Tom tries to spin it that Lala's the one who's a narcissist. And this makes Sheena wants want to get up and leave. But Tom continues to lie again by saying that after the Nima interview, he had to talk to Rachel and he had to he had to talk her down and calm her down and be there for her. And she didn't you know, she didn't see it to Sheena's point. Well, Sheena, the, Sheena clocked it here that something is off or he's lying. She doesn't say it here, but like I said, she talks about it in the after show. But Sheena makes it clear that she had him on the podcast to clear her name, not for anything else. So they go back and forth again. Sheena tells him that this would have never been a thing if he wouldn't have had an affair and she leaves. So then, you know, Tom tries to garner sympathy again by alleging he still misses his friendship with Sheena. They show a montage of their, you know, their friendship from earlier seasons. And that's where we end this season. So in the after show, I wrote a little bit of things down, which is, uh, you know, Schwartz was asked that he was tasked with getting the group back together. And he says he wanted to go to everyone one by one to invite them because he knew if he invited everyone with Ariana present, she would do what she did in that scene, which was ice him out, stone him, yell at him and speak for everyone else. And he explained that he was so annoyed by how how Ariana responded to him that he felt she took her anger of Sandoval out on him and he just, he shuts down when people yell at him. So he kind of blacked out at the end of that and doesn't remember it. But he explains that that was the first moment it rubbed him the wrong way with Ariana. And Lala explains that this is the first time Ariana's standing out on the show. So let her be the queen bee of the season. They all take turns every season of who's queen bee. But, you know, poor Sheena. She goes in to say that she's never the queen bee, though. Um, But, you know, she usually supports them. And Sheena knows that she isn't the most liked on the show. So Ariana explains that she's been working more. I mean, you know, people act like all the sponsorship and Dancing with the Stars and just everything she's getting is all this fun stuff. But Ariana's like, these are jobs. I'm paying my bills. I'm using this to save up to get out of this house and move out. So, you know, it makes sense. But, you know, Sheena does admit that Ariana barely speaks to her now. She doesn't even ask how she's doing anymore. We also got on the after show Tom admitting that him and Raquel stopped talking a little bit before he went on Special Forces. And he lies, of course, that it was defeating and he did everything he could to be with her. And this is when I noticed that Schwartz just starts looking away. He acts all hesitant. He keeps playing with his hands. It's like he knows Sandoval's lying. I mean, he even asks to go use the bathroom while they were still asking Sandoval questions because he just can't bear to keep hearing his friend lie. I mean, Sandoval thinks that Raquel cutting him off has to do with her parents not liking him and also her publicist annoying her about the optics of things if she continues to have Sandoval in her life. But Sandoval still doubles down on never saying anything about him being open with Ariana. And this is also when Sheena does confirm that Raquel has no access to social media or a phone 
or anything when she is in the facility. So she knew Sandoval was lying when he brought up he had to help Raquel through her podcast episode with Nima. So that's where we leave off. We did not get a preview for next week, but hopefully it's good. I'm assuming, I don't know if the Lake Tahoe episode is going to be next week or the week after, but I think it's next episode. So let's hope it's a good one. Um, I did catch James and Maddie from Southern Hospitality on Watch What Happens live, but nothing really, nothing juicy happened on it. It was very entertaining though. James is always lovely on there and funny. But don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, rating, and yeah, and Instagram as well. I forgot. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Face Reality with Bravo. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We're almost done. It's a Wednesday, and we are signing off.